0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. TDN Fantasy. The TDN Fantasy Podcast. Podcast. With your hosts, Paige Demakos, Jamie Eisner, and Jake Arians.
1: Welcome into the TVN Fantasy Podcast. Jamie Eisner here along with Jake Arians. No page to mock us today, but we're still going to go over the 11 Sunday games that are on the slate. If you were looking for coverage of the three Saturday games, check out our Wednesday episode. We cover all three. Uh, we cover the Texans, Buccaneers, Bills, Patriots, and Rams 49ers over there. Uh, but let's get right into it, Jake. Let's start with the first one. Uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars go into Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Coming off of last week, the Falcons are now seven-and-a-half-point favorites from a mybookie.ag lines. Uh that's a, that's a pretty high spread for the way the Falcons have been playing as a whole this season, but uh can't say that Jacksonville deserves much credit because they've been playing pretty bad for the most part over the last six weeks.
0: Yeah, look, I mean, they had a good comeback last week. The Raiders pretty much handed them one that they should have easily won. Jacksonville is playing bad. They just fired Tom Coughlin. Atlanta's pretty healthy and playing better. I uh, know Calvin Ridley, but Julio with a monster game last week. That's a little bit of an overreaction for beating San Francisco, but they're at home. I expect Matt Ryan to have a big day. I think Devontae Freeman could actually have a big day. He's been sneaky good the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think the Falcons get it done. I got 30 to 20.
1: Yeah, I agree with you. I think the line's a little high. I might wait for it to drop to seven or f- shop around until you can find one that's at seven for you, but... Look, there's no reason to believe the Jaguars can keep this game close the way they've been playing lately, and Atlanta's going to be at home. Matt Ryan's starting to look a little healthier. Uh, I've noted over the last three weeks, three straight multi-touchdown games, starting to move around the pocket a little bit more again. Not, I don't know if he's fully healed from that ankle injury that he suffered midseason, but he's a little bit closer to being that. Falcons tend to roll at home. They still have plenty of weapons there, even without Calvin Ridley. I'm with you. I mean, Julio Jones is a must-play this week. Devonta Freeman's an RB2. Uh, I'm not – I understand he's been poor since coming back from the injury, but I would still roll with Austin Hooper as a tight end one here. I still think he's got such high potential. Uh, you know, a, a lot of the questions I've gotten this week about Austin Hooper versus a guy like Jacob Hollister or a guy like uh, Cameron Brait, uh, that kind of thing, I still think that the upside of Austin Hooper is worth gambling on, particularly if you're an underdog in your matchup in the finals.
0: I mean, look, he still had the part of that offense built for him. Hollister's a fill-in that's nice, and Russell runs all over the place. But Hooper was a focal point of that offense all year until he got hurt. I agree with you
1: 100%. Let's move on to the next game here. And this game is going to be interesting because I think this line is going to change. I say It could change dramatically before we get to kickoff here. That's the Baltimore Ravens versus the Cleveland Browns. The Ravens are 10.5-point favorites right now, but I bet you that goes way down if the Buffalo Bills beat the New England Patriots on Saturday night. But let's pick it as it is now. Uh, Jake, do you have concerns about this team resting guys in the second half if they get up on Cleveland? Because with a Patriots loss, they clinch a first-round bye, and with a Patriots loss and a Baltimore win, they clinch home field.
0: No, and that's the reason why, because they still have to win. And home field is is paramount. They know they don't want to go to New England. They want that game at home. Uh, I think they roll. I, this is also a revenge game. I mean, Cleveland beat them up earlier in the year. One of their only, their, really their only ugly loss. Uh, I got a got them covering that. I think Cleveland's a dumpster fire waiting to happen. It's kind of been smoldering, and I think it burst into flames this week. I got the Ravens thirty-four twenty. I got them covering that, and and really a, kind of a blowout. I think I think they shut. I mean, I have no faith in this Cleveland defense after watching them against the Falcons or the uh, Arizona Cardinals last week.
1: Yeah, they're completely defeated overall as a team. I'm with you. I think it's they still have to win this game. There are no guarantees. It's still a divisional matchup. They and showed they- me last
0: week, Jamie, that they're, I mean, they, Lamar Jackson's like, they're, they're destroying the Jets. There's no reason for him to be in the game. And he's in the game to like the 11-minute mark, 10- 8-minute mark of the fourth quarter. He should have played the fourth quarter. Now, it was risky playing him last week. They showed me last week they want to win. They want to keep this thing rolling. They definitely want to do it in the division.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, and look, they've been rolling teams too. I, I mean, they, they could get up even if they do decide to pull people in the fourth quarter. They could be up five touchdowns at that point. You know what right. I mean? So yeah. uh, they've been absolutely rolling teams. But I know there were, I've gotten some questions this week about: Are you concerned about Lamar Jackson? Are you concerned about Mark Ingram? Like, I, no, uh, you have no. To I was them. last week, and they proved yeah. to me how
0: it shouldn't be. Yeah, you have
1: to play those guys. There's like, look, if look, if they pull them, if they pull. Mark Ingram in the fourth quarter, it's the Gus Edwards show. That's going to happen, but you know what? That's probably because they scored a few touchdowns earlier in the game. You probably got your points. That means he had a Kenyon-Drake
0: game for the first two-and-a-half quarters, and you're fine anyway. Exactly.
1: So I feel pretty confident here about taking the Ravens minus ten-and-a-half as well. It's a huge line, but look, the the Browns, it's a disaster. I mean, everybody – when Odo Beckham's not busy telling the sideline to come get him, he's going to go up against Marlon Humphrey, who – beat, beat Marlon Humphrey and Marcus Peters. And last time Marlon Humphrey went up against Odell Beckham, uh, Beckham was held with two catches for 20 yards. On and seven he literally choked him out. I got choked out. <laughs> literally, literally choked him out. <laughs> so uh, I am not, I'm not optimistic about anything Browns-related in this game. Uh, I think Nick Chubb, obviously Nick Chubb, you're starting every week. Kareem Hunt is a flex play. Uh, I, don't, I, I think both Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham are sits this week. Uh, I'm not playing either one of them. So I'm only playing Chubb and Hunt. Next game on the schedule, the Carolina Panthers with new starting quarterback Will Greer go to Indianapolis to take on the Colts. The Colts are six and a half point favorites in this game. Jake, do you think they're able to frustrate the rookie or do you think the rookie can ignite the Panthers and maybe have them either cover the spread or win?
0: Neither. I got the Colts winning 24-20, but I don't think there's any ignition going on from the rookie. I think he plays okay. Their offensive line hasn't been as good. Kyle Allen was running for his life. He was turning it over, but it wasn't the same team that was early in the season when they were running it really well and protecting him. He was taking a ton of sacks, taking a, getting a ton, a ton of turnovers. Indy's front seven is solid as a rock. I've said that for years now, but it, it's, it still holds true. The secondary is still banged up. Uh, but it's hard to say that they're going to cover six and a half when they just got dusted a couple weeks in a row. And who knows what you're going to see. I mean, the Panthers still have weapons, so they can put it up. I mean, well, uh, Kyle Allen still put up a lot of points, even though he's having a lot of turnovers. So I don't know. I don't. I don't see him covering it.
1: Yeah, I'm. A, I'm with you on this. Not point. an Indian at home, you know. Yeah, I'm just Mike. Look, the, the concern about if you are Carolina better in this game is that, or really, if you're a Christian McCaffrey or DJ Moore owner, is that despite how bad things have been for the Panthers over the last several weeks, these have been pretty damn good for you uh, as a fantasy owner of those two guys. And yeah, 10-11
0: dump downs a game that he takes for, for 10 yards a pop.
1: Exactly. So now there's there's got to be at least – we don't know that that's going to change dramatically or change at all, but the thing is, is we just don't know. And that uncertainty of you look at looking at guys that you have to start. I mean, D.J. Moore is a true wide receiver one. Christian McCaffrey is the number one player in fantasy. Those guys are starting, but – they're concerned that their production could be hindered even 20% uh, because of this quarterback change has to scare you. But we don't know that it will be. But you hate to have this kind of indecision and, and confusion going into your fantasy championship. But I'm with you there. There's enough weapons right now, enough healthy weapons on this Carolina team that Indianapolis does not have. Uh, I do think Marlon Mack should have a pretty decent game here. You can run on the Panthers. Uh, he wasn't going to get any, any leverage last week against the Saints, even if they weren't going to get blown out. He wasn't going to be able to run on them. So I, I expect him to have a little bit better game here. He's an RB, two for me. Uh, look, Hilton's, T.Y. Hilton's going to gut it out, but I, to me, he's, he's really hard to trust in the fantasy yeah, championship. Yeah, no,
0: he's he, – you know, I, I dropped him a couple weeks ago, knowing that he probably was going to gut it out and play. It's, it's just too hard at this point to trust it. Yeah. He I mean, better Mar- options.
1: Honestly, I mean, Marlon Mack's the only Colts player I'd really feel comfortable about playing this week uh, because if Hilton's on the field, it's going to take away from Zach Pascal. So, like, at, at that point, if you're a Pascal owner, you kind of hope that Hilton doesn't play, but he's going to. It's just this, this, and if you own both those guys, they're just going to eat off of each other, eat away at each other's production. So I, I, this is not a game that I want to start really any Colts player aside from Marlon Mack. But I, I'm with you. I think the Colts win this game, but I think it's close. Uh, and I'm excited to see what Will Greer can do because I'm, you know, Paige mentioned it on the show a couple a uh, couple episodes ago. But I was a little surprised it took this long to get to him. Um, I don't know what other circumstances were involved in that behind the scenes, but I'm glad at least they could see for two games what they got. Before they go into the off season, because I I think it's a smart play. Yeah, because I don't think their quarterback situation is even close to settled. Going into next season, no. As of right now, Cam Newton's going. Hmm. This doesn't look that bad. No, and you know that's a possibility with the new. But you got got new
0: coaching staff, new regime. Who knows what's going to happen there? It's going to be. I I still see drastic turnover, but.
1: Yeah, but look, there are going to be a lot of just interesting free agent names that are going to be out there. You know, coming in the offseason, whether mm-hmm. you know, Team Bridgewater is a free agent. Philip Rivers is a free agent. Andy Dalton's a free agent. I mean, there's some interesting technically names out Drew there. Brees, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you and I both know going <laughs> yeah, to go Carolina. Andy but, uh, yeah. I mean, all those names. I think they are, they're probably more likely to be in that like stopgap uh, QB option uh, than some of the other teams we were talking about that are so worried about drafting in the top five. So we'll see what happens there, but we'll see what Will Greer can give us on Sunday. Uh, the game of the week, it is the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Miami to face the Miami Dolphins. No doubt. Uh, the Dolphins, well, it's a pick them uh, in this game right now. So the Dolphins were one point favorites. It's pick em right now. Uh, Jake, what do you see happening in this game? Because there's still a lot of fantasy relevant players in this matchup, but it's um, going to be really rainy. Uh, the weather, I mean, it's going to be 70 degrees, but it's going to be rainy and pretty windy throughout the game.
0: I'm rolling with the fins and Fitz magic and my boy, Devontae Parker. Those two have been rolling. Fitzmagic, it doesn't matter if it's raining, man. That dude, it, I just I just love him at this point. One of three guys we be leading this team in passing and rushing. Ryan Fitzmagic, are you kidding? I, I'm rolling with that. I mean, look, the Bengals have nothing. I, I think Mixon probably has a decent day. Um, that's about it. That's about, that's about it. But I'm, I'm rolling with the Fins. I got them
1: 27-23. Yeah, I – yeah, it's to me, I'm with you as well. I'm going to roll with the Dolphins here. I think they have more weapons overall that are playing well right now. I, I, I think, think they're Mitch playing harder.
0: Good. I mean, I look, before yeah. we talk about Flores, has got these guys playing their asses off. You can't discount that in week 16 in the NFL with a bunch of young guys playing for their lives and a coach that's young, that's coaching his tail off. I mean, you cannot
1: discount that. And look, I think Joe Mixon has a good game here, but I, I haven't felt consistent about Tyler Boyd in a little bit here. You're not playing other any other Bengals player in this matchup. Like you said, it's going to rain, but it's not. the weather's not going to be terrible. It's just going to be rainy. They're going to continue to throw it. Fitzpatrick's going to – I think Fitzpatrick, he's a borderline QB1 this week. Uh, I had him ranked right around QB12. Uh, I'll do my last updates for my rankings a little bit later today on the DraftNetwork.com. But he came in at QB12 for me most of the week. I like him. Obviously, Development Parker's a must-start every single week now. Uh, everybody knows that at this point. But I- I'm excited to see – this game is – when you get these two bad teams together – You usually get a good football game. Uh, It usually ends up being more exciting than it looks like on paper.
0: For sure. I I agree with you. And you throw a little funky weather in there, there's no telling what's going to happen.
1: could be a really exciting game there. Another game that's really interesting to me, and I want to get your read on it because I want to know if I'm just out in left field here. Pittsburgh Steelers take on the New York Jets in New York. Uh, The Steelers are three-point favorites. I have this weird feeling that the Jets are winning this football game, Jake. What do you think? I picked them. I'm picking
0: them right now, 28-21. I, I lost all faith in the Steelers last week, at home, in prime time. The Bills are solid, but they had their chances inside the 54 times. The quarterback that was doing it, still the quarterback playing right now. Their weapons are extremely limited. They're beat up. Their offensive line's not even playing good, and that's a staple of that team. Yes, their defense is good, but Darnold's played really good the last couple weeks. He's better at home. They've got weapons. Crowder I like in this matchup a little bit. Um, I, I agree with you. I don't. I don't. It's not, I don't know if it's as much as a feeling. as it's what our eyes have been telling us. The Jets have been playing pretty damn good for six weeks, and the Steelers have been doing enough to get by, and then they got caught last week.
1: And also, look, the complete lack of faith they have in Devlin Hodges to move the football is just. It just has to be considered. Like you, the Jets can put up points, particularly at high. By home the way, league. the
0: Jets are number two in the NFL in stopping the run. Yes, they still got so- Jamal Adams rolling around in the, in the back end of that secondary. I mean, like that's.
1: I just it, don't see how Pittsburgh scores in this game. Like, yeah, I, I just I, I don't agree. see how they get to 20 points. And if and the Jets are going to put up that at home. They have their full complement of weapons at the moment, I think. Look, I, I don't know how much I'm going to buy into the you know Le'Veon Bell revenge game only because Adam Gase hasn't stuck with the run all year. So I don't know if he's just going to automatically just start doing that now. But they've got all these weapons. I'm with you. I like Jamison Crowder a lot this week. Uh, he was in my sneaky starts column for Sports Illustrated because I feel like people are going to shy away from him because they'll see the big, like, red second or whatever it is for Pittsburgh in the matchup and they'll be like oh it's a bad matchup I, I I know last week they shut down Cole Beasley but for the most part this year it's the outside receivers they've shut down for the Steelers like they, mm-hmm. they've they've been vulnerable in the middle of the field I think Jamison Crowder is going to get his he's going to get looks Darnold trusts him he doesn't have his doesn't have really any tight endy trust right now so that's going to be his guy in the middle of the field uh, I'm with you I think the Jets not only win they cover this or not only cover but win this game uh, and I, I'm playing Crowder, I'm playing Le'Veon Bell and from the Steelers, you're probably playing James Conner in a flex spot, but I don't feel great about it. And I don't feel great about any of the receivers, even if Juju Smith-Schuster comes back to this game. Like I, I, I can't see any other Steeler aside from James Conner that you're playing. in the title.
0: Yeah. I agree hundred percent other than their defense.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. The defense is a must start every, every, but single the
0: week. way we just said that, I don't like that. I'm playing them in the finals.
1: No, but I think they've been so dominant, and the Je- and Darnold can not turn the ball over, even though he turns the ball over less at home. He still has enough turnover tendencies. Yeah, they're going to get I mean, some sacks. They have enough playmakers turnovers. there. Yeah, it, it won't be as bad. You're not going to find anything better in the for wire. I mean, no, put it that way. No, definitely uh, Next game here that is really, really fun, and I'm really looking forward to this one. The New Orleans Saints go on the road to Nashville to take on the Tennessee Titans. The Saints are three point favorites in this game. Lots of fantasy value to go around here with Tannehill, Breeze, Mike Thomas, A.J. Brown, Kamara, Derrick Henry. There's so many fantasy options here. Jake, what do you think about this game?
0: I think the Saints roll. They got to win it as well. Talking about the Ravens and how they got to keep pace and they want that number one seed. The Saints know they got to go in there and win. Now, they're not quite as good on the road. Drew Breeze is not quite as good on grass. But this Titans team is okay. I mean they're they're solid. They're probably better than solid, but they're not that solid. The Saints are one of the best teams in the league. I got them winning and the covering that 30 to 21. I think Michael Thomas breaks the record this week. Doesn't and wait, doesn't wait another week to get his eleven catches or twelve catches, whatever it takes. Um, Drew Brees, I think, has a solid day. I think Kamara probably pretty good day. Derrick Henry, I would be a little worried about. And AJ Brown, who was not as target he was he was only getting three or four targets a game, but he was putting up a lot of numbers till last week. He got like like 10 catches on 11 targets. I don't know that that's going to continue. I don't know that you don't cover him as the number one guy at this point and let Corey Davis, who hasn't done as near as much, kind of beat you. So I'd be really interested to see how they play on offense. Tannehill, I, I had a question for you, Matt Ryan or, or Tannehill. I, I would think Ryan.
1: Yeah, I, I would lean slightly to Ryan. This, oh, well, you know what? I, I'm trying to see where I have them in my rankings now. I'm pulling them back up because I bet you I have them really close because the Saints defense has allowed plenty of points to fantasy quarterbacks this year. Uh yeah, I actually have Tannehill one spot ahead of Matt Ryan. I have Tannehill seven, Ryan eight. So uh it's really close to me. The Saints defense has given up plenty of points to quarterbacks, especially if they start rolling early in this game. There'll be a lot of throwing, and I'm a little concerned that I know Derrick Henry's been gutting it out, but like he's now he's at least being limited at practice going into some of these games. He's now missing practice pretty consistently. He's gonna play, but he's starting to look like he's not I don't even know if he's 80% right now. He's, he's not as explosive just because you can clearly see he's that hamstring. Anomaly. Look, man, when you
0: get to week 16 for big running backs, especially tall running backs that run upright, you take a lot of shots to the thighs, man. Like we, When I was a kid and I was a manager for, for the Chiefs, Christian Okoye, who's not near as tall as Derrick Henry, ran that same kind of style and just like his legs were so shot by week 14, 15. He played, but he wasn't near as explosive. Those, it's just so hard. I mean, Jerome Bettis' last year didn't get out of bed till Thursday. He could good walk Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I mean, it's he's going to gut it out, but I would not like him having a big fantasy day if you're counting on him.
1: No, and because of, not only because of the injury, but because the Saints are really good really against good the run. Really good against the run, yeah. It's all that combination where, again, you probably don't have two running backs on your roster better than Derrick Henry, but just temper your expectations for the type of performance that he could have in this game. Uh, I, I'm with you about the being at least slightly concerned about A.J. Brown, but I think you probably have to start him. Uh, I doubt you're going to have three receivers on your roster better than him, and I want to see how he is covered in this game. Does does Lattimore follow him all around the field? Do they get a little bit more creative with the using A.J. Brown, maybe a little bit more in the slot? Uh, we'll see. Uh, but to me, if I'm the Saints, I'm going to let Corey Davis, who has done nothing for two years and is going to be on a new team next year, and uh, beat me like that's going to be the guy, and he'll let him and Tajay Sharp make me pay. And Jonu Smith, don't let don't let it be AJ that's, Brown. Uh, that's exactly what I'm saying. So we'll Lattimore, see what happens. If it was me, Lattimore, would be following everywhere. Uh, but I'm I'm with you. I think the Saints win this game and cover the spread. Uh, the last of the 1 p.m. start times. Uh, the second best game of the weekend is the New York Giants traveling to Washington to face the Washington <laughs> Redskins. Uh, the Redskins are one and a half point favorites in this game. It looks like. There's a good chance Daniel Jones is going to be the starting quarterback for the Giants in this matchup. Jake, what do you think?
0: I'm going to go with the Giants. Saquon told me enough last week that he's back to almost looking 100%. Uh, Daniel Jones, although Saquon's not as good when Daniel Jones plays, they they tend to put it more on Danny Dimes. I just think the Giants have enough weapons that have gotten healthy. I really liked what I saw last week from Dwayne Haskins. I'm going to play Terry McLaurin over A.J. Brown this week uh giants against number one receivers have given up a ton and they look like they had some chemistry for the first time Haskins showed me enough uh, i think they keep it close but i think i got the giants 27 24 and what should be a pretty back and forth fun game
1: uh, i'm completely with you on the terry mclaurin i believe i have him as my wide receiver 17 this week so i mean i'm all in on him he should have a monster game in this matchup uh like you said the giants coming into last week i haven't seen what it updated was but coming into last week they were the worst team in the nfl against the number one wide receivers uh, so, I mean, this this secondary is absolutely beatable. Uh, I'm actually going to go the other way here. I think the Redskins win this game and cover the, the small one-and-a-half-point spread. I like what I saw from that offense last week. I think Adrian Peterson has a pretty big game here. I think Terry McLaurin has a big game. Uh, I think if you're in a really, really deep league and need a big uh, a flyer, uh, I would take uh, – I think Steven Sims Jr. is an interesting player because he's been targeted a lot more lately. He's been explosive too. He's looked good. And because of injuries, he's basically the number two option. He's a starter now. Uh, so I would be really uh, – I would – again, deep league. You're not playing him in, in most 12-team leagues. But if you have a lot of roster spots or in a 16, 18-team league, he's the one that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to take the Redskins to cover here. I would be I – mean, we talked about it a little bit on Wednesday's show with Paige. I'd be a little concerned about Saquon Barkley here and only because he's not going to get those dump-off passes that he's been getting. Uh, but you're still starting him. He's clearly an RB1 this week. But yeah, the other he, one I like
0: is Golden Tate. Him and him and Danny Dimes had some chemistry when Daniel Jones was the quarterback. He's back, looks pretty good. Um you know, had the the funky touchdown last week and didn't do much else. But he's still explosive, good really good after the catch, and, and Daniel Jones and him look like they had some chemistry when he was the
1: quarterback. Yeah, he's he's the biggest beneficiary of this QB change. I mean, he moves into low end wide receiver two territory. He should jump jump right back in uh to the point totals you saw from him earlier this season. Uh, moving to the late afternoon slate of games, the Detroit Lions travel to Denver to take on the Broncos. The Broncos are seven-point favorites in this game at home. Jake, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh,
0: I think that the third-string quarterback and the Lions are heading downhill on a big snowball, even the Rockies. Um, hard t- Look, tough place to play. Drew Locky showed me a lot coming in. IR, had to sit there all year and watch it, had to hear about he wasn't ready from the coach early, came in. But he didn't play that bad in the snow last week. They didn't put up any points, but he was okay. I'm playing Cortland Sutton in this matchup. I love it. Um, I got the Broncos 27-20, so I'm right on that line. Uh, but I think their defense, they, the top six, we're week 16. Vic Fangio's done a hell of a job with his defense. I, I watched that Lions game closely last week against the Bucs. And I think the Broncos roll. So if I got to lean one way or the other,
1: since I'm on the line, I'll take them to cover. Uh, this is actually, I have two locks of the week in this game. Uh, one of them is the Broncos to cover uh, the seven point spread. And the other one is to take the Broncos team total over 23 and a half. Uh, I, I think the Broncos roll here. Uh, Drew Locke, people are going to go. He was one of the guys that's going to be in my sneaky, uh, my deep sleepers column that goes up at full-time fantasy today because people are going to be completely off of him because of what happened in Kansas city. Not, Maybe not, not realizing remember. it was a blizzard. It was a freaking blizzard uh, for the entire game. Like it never let up. For, I mean, all day there in Kansas City, uh, he showed us a lot. A couple weeks prior, he's got his, basically his full complement of weapons. Noah Fant looks like he's going to be out there. Carlton Sutton's going to be out there. Uh, both backs are going to be out there. I think they. I think Denver rolls in this matchup. I don't think the Lions. Lions can really stop anybody right now, and they can't put up points. I don't know where they're going to come from. Um, thing to note that if you're paying attention. Uh, there's a decent chance that Carry On Johnson gets activated off IR and is active and splits carries this week. Probably not something you care about unless you're in a deep league, but it is something that if you are RB desperate, uh, is somebody that's likely You'd have to be really desperate. Yeah, he's likely still out there in your waiver wire. Uh, but I think the Broncos roll here. I like uh, Philip Lindsay as an RB too. Sutton is a wide receiver too. I think Fant is a borderline tight end one. I have like Drew Lock in my top 20 quarterbacks. Like I, I'm all in on the Broncos this week. I think this is a really good game for them. It's going to be 60 degrees, sunny, no breeze. It's going to be perfect conditions for some offense in this yeah, game. Yeah, the only thing
0: I'm worried about with Sutton is Darius Slug.
1: Yes, I, I would be a little bit concerned about that, but uh, Sutton's been able to get his uh, so far, so we'll see. He's going to have enough no what... targets to make it a pretty solid day. I agree. Uh, next game, the Oakland Raiders travel to L.A. to face the L.A. Chargers in a battle of – I don't know if either fan base cares about this game. Uh, so we'll see who – maybe there will be anybody in the seats there in L.A. Uh, the Chargers are seven-point favorites at home. I, I believe uh, this is likely Phillip Rivers' last home game as the Chargers starting quarterback. What do you th- What do you have for this matchup? <sighs> I
0: don't have them covering that. I, have, I don't know how anybody has any faith in the Chargers at all. The Raiders have not looked good. They have blown out a couple times. They blew that lead last week. But, I mean, what have you seen from the Chargers that tells you they're going to cover seven? I got them winning 30-27. to 27. That's probably a little bit of a high score. Um, it'll be a Raiders home game. I mean, Minnesota took that mother over last week, and Raider Nation always travels well. So, it'll, it'll definitely be a Raider home game in L.A., it's far enough to try to get to Oakland that not many of those people are getting the games. Um, I, I don't know. It probably needs to be lower scoring than I have it picked, but I don't have them covering seven.
1: Yeah, I've got, I've gone back and forth on this one because part of me says the, I mean, a big part of me says just like you did that the Chargers have no business being touchdown favors over anybody right now. But the other part of me says the Raiders have really no business staying within one score of, of a team as talented as the as the Chargers right now. I think I'm going to lean. Uh, I think I'm going to lean to the Chargers to cover. Uh, I don't feel great about it. I'm not going to bet this game, but I think they have enough weapons there. Phil Rivers has enough motivation. The Oakland secondary is so banged up, and it wasn't good to begin with. Uh, I, I just, I don't know if the Raiders are going to come out pissed off after last week, or they're going to come out just completely deflated.
0: I think they uh, might be too young to come out pissed off. I don't. I don't know that the, yeah. these, these young guys quite get it. You know, they're going to get that message from Gruden, but. I agree with you. I mean, I could, I can see that because the Chargers are healthy; they should be rolling. But I mean, we really talk about Philip Rivers' last game with the Chargers. Who the hell are they going to have better option than that? He's had a terrible year. But you bring in Andy Dalton, yeah, Andy I, I and Newton.
1: I mean, the, the, they could have a top ten pick, but I don't, I don't know. It just you seems like to roll different. with a rookie with that team next year. You're just talking about loaded weapons everywhere. I know. I, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's going to be interesting to see how this offseason goes. Josh Rosen. Yeah, we talked oh, about I'll that say, last I'll week, say but,
0: it again. That's the quarterback of your Chargers next year.
1: Yeah, Josh Rosen. Maybe you bring in a veteran to sit uh, behind him. And,
0: how I about think. this, though? If that's the case, that's probably a $25 million swing on the cap. How good could that team be with $25 million more in cap space because the rookie, true. the quarterback goes back to rookie contract?
1: Yeah, roll with Josh Rosen and wow. Tyrod Taylor, Taylor is your number two. Is wow. that a starter? Can fill in if he needs to. I mean, Josh Rosen never had a chance
0: with that kind of potential defense and those kind of weapons. Yeah, I don't I mean, hate that. I, you I, throw, I you know. throw three or four more starters with that twenty twenty five million on that team. Fix that offensive line a little more. That's and if you lose Melvin Gordon and draft one, oh well.
1: Oh yeah, that's even more savings. So. On the cap. So, yeah, no, I mean, I think the Chargers, this is going to be a really interesting offseason because that's a team with enough talent, as we've talked about for years now, to be a Super Bowl <laughs> contender. But they have a lot of questions up in the air, and it's not just about the way they choke away most of these games. It's about who's going to be the starting quarterback. how Who's going to be the starting running back? How do they handle all their cap space? It's going to be really interesting to see what they do in the offseason. Uh, but uh, in this game, Josh Jacobs is, not gonna play, is likely not going to play. I think DeAndre Washington is a borderline RB2. Uh, he's going to get the lion's share of the carries in this game. Looks like Hunter Renfro is going to be back again. Need to be the deep league to probably care, but there aren't a lot of weapons there. Uh, I know Waller's been used more, but Tyra Williams has not been used a lot. That Liz Frank injury were, is bad. I have told you, man, for two, it is brutal. People don't understand. They like hear like Liz
0: Frank, and they think it's like some. It's a broken bone in your foot that pulls off a tendon that's jacked up, and you're talking about big dudes running really fast. It is brutal. It brings guys to their knees, and they try to play through it. No doctors really want to diagnose it, and they don't want to do surgery on it, and they put it off. It happens every time. I mean, Antonio Holmes was never the same after having a list rank. He tried to play for a couple more years, but it literally will ruin guys' careers.
1: Yeah, and it's it's really put a hamper on him. I mean, look, he wasn't getting a ton of targets anyway. He was relying on getting in the end zone a lot early in the season, but – once he got that list Frank injury, he's really been ineffective most weeks. So you're probably not playing with playing him. Mike Williams and, and Keenan Allen are must starts at this point. As is Austin Eckler. I'm still gonna rule Melvin Gordon out there as a low end RB two uh, because I I don't think they're gonna punish him multiple weeks. But if he fumbles it again, he's sitting on the bench for probably maybe the rest he's of the cost season.
0: himself so much money.
1: Yeah, that's been a disaster. It really has been. I, I, I mean, the reality is is I don't I, I don't know the last holdout that went into the season that has really worked out well for really anybody. It's been a while.
0: Definitely not like that. I mean, he's, I mean, he went from the rumors where they were offering 10 to 12 million a year. He wanted 14, 15. I ain't getting 10. No, I can't see him getting, I mean, the jets apparently are like buyer's remorse, like crazy on lady on bell for them with the contract they gave him. He's on the market. <sighs> David Johnson got paid. He's not going to be the Cardinals running back next year. Todd Gurley, they wish they hadn't given that money. Like I can I see the running back market tanking this offseason. Other than Zeke, who got his. And I don't know that the Cowboys are that excited they gave him that money.
1: No, and they're gonna to have to figure out what they're gonna do with <laughs> with Dak Prescott and Amari Cooper. And there's there's just there's a lot. There's a lot of, of stuff that's going on this off season. It's going to be a really interesting offseason in the NFL that we'll get into as we get – Yeah, not to off. mention the new
0: collective bargaining agreement needs to be done by March for this whole thing not to get crazy.
1: That's true, too. I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. There's, there's all kinds to- of league
0: rules and stuff that kick in that if it's not done by March, there's all these like stipulations that go through the summer about like future draft picks, future uh, compensatory picks, and all kinds. They want to get it done by the end of March. But all of that, don't think that doesn't play into a monsterly effect. Free agency and everything going on this offseason, on top of all this other cool stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely. So it's, again, it's going to be a really, really intriguing offseason, and we'll be with you throughout it. But man, it, it's you know, I, I, there's going to be a lot of quarterback movement. We're going to a lot of. I mean, there's always a draft talking, which is moves.
0: crazy in itself, right? Like, there's that's never a lot of quarterback movement. Like that's no. that's not a thing, and it's going to be a thing. The like guys that have been with – Andy Dalton is a damn good quarterback, but he's been with that franchise for 10 years, multiple playoff appearances. Like he's solid. He's gone. Cam Newton, a decade, an MVP, going to probably be gone. Drew, if Phillip Rivers literally is playing for somebody else,
1: that's craziness. It really is. Eli right? Manning decides to play and he's somewhere else? That's craziness. And again, all last season, we're going to talk about you know will he or won't he with Ben Roethlisberger coming back and and how his how he's progressing from his elbow injury and Matthew Stafford's broken back and I mean there's just there's there's a lot I mean I don't think it's going to happen but what if the Saints win the Super Bowl does Drew Brees say oh, you know I'm good I I don't know I mean there's just so many just massive questions up in the air at the most important position that it's going to be uh, it's going to be a, it could this has a chance to be a chaotic off season. I think it's, it's worth noting because
0: it's kinda to the point of this crazy quarterback stuff. The the Pro Bowl, the salaries from the AFC versus the salaries of the NFC, the young guys and the old guys. The AFC at a total was like nine point eight million and the NFC was like ninety three point eight million. Right? <laughs> like it, yeah. that's kind of the telling of the tapes. Like Russell Wilson's now one of the old guys. But those three young dudes only total nine million dollars. By the way, all three of those teams are pretty damn good.
1: Yes, they are. Well, and look, we've talked about this on the show a lot before. Like the the biggest asset in, for any team that's trying to win a Super Bowl is a damn good quarterback on a rookie contract. That yeah. is the key. If, if you have that, you have a chance. Uh, period. Like it just it's, it's that is that is the new that is the new wave of how to win in the NFL. Because
0: if you okay. have the old guys that are making all that money, you got to stay really healthy. You just yes. don't. You're not deep enough if that's the case. Exactly. And that's exactly what we were talking about with Philip Rivers in that cap space. That's four or five more starters, role players, guys on your special teams. You're a you're a better team. And you're already really freaking good. So if you get pretty good quarterback play, and there's nothing to say, I don't think Josh Rosen can't play as good as Philip Rivers has played this year. He hadn't been that good. They're they're very intriguing going and moving on.
1: Absolutely they are. Uh, and let's talk about the most intriguing game of the weekend right now in the 425 slate, and that is the Dallas Cowboys taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in the de facto battle for the NFC East Championship. There's a lot of talk that Dak Prescott might not play in this game, despite the fact that he keeps saying he's going to play in this game. Kind of popped up with an AC joint sprain.
0: Yeah, that uh, ain't an easy one either.
1: That, yeah, I mean, that. They're, 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 he's not even throwing rolling. shoulder,
0: by the way. Yeah, I mean, that's...
1: He's not going the, to throw it tomorrow. Jameis uh, Winston
0: was throwing a tennis ball because of a thumb. There's a big, big difference in your AC joint as a quarterback that's probably going to have to get shot up to play.
1: And even and, so, I mean. Yeah,
0: I don't like that, uh, man. It like he's the great. most accurate thing anyway.
1: I, I mean I I would be shocked if we don't I mean, he might not start, but I would be shocked if we don't see Cooper rush in this game at some point. Like I, I just I can't imagine that Dak Prescott starts and finishes this game healthy I mean maybe again it gives me about as
0: much warm and fuzzies as Duck Hodges
1: yeah so uh the right now uh the Cowboys are two-point road favorites Uh, I'd be all over the Eagles because I think things could only get that line could only get worse for people that are betting the Eagles right now like that line if Dak Prescott gets ruled out jumps to like nine so I, I would jump on that as soon as possible and just say you know what I'll take my chances that even with an injured Dak Prescott that the Eagles can find a way to win this game but this just – again, neither one of these teams deserves to be playing in the postseason, but we've already fought that battle before. So, Jake, what do you think about this game with all that's up in the air?
0: You know, if Dak – I'm going to pick it as Dak's uh, So I, Right now I've got the Cowboys 30-27 to 27 in what I think is a shootout. I don't think the, the Eagles are laying down. I don't think they're taking a soft It's not a good matchup for Dallas's run game. I mean, Zeke's going to get his because he runs through a lot of tackles, but the Eagles are like top four in the league in, in rush defense. They've been really good all year. I mean the Cowboys have thrown it, but you know I mean, With Dak, it's, it's such a, it's such an outlier. We're talking about a quarterback shoulder. It, it's not something. You, it's not Ty Hilton. You can just tough it up and go play. Like it, you could you could do that, but you could literally suck. I mean, if, if they put the needle in the wrong place, you can't feel your arm. Like it, there's so many things that could go wrong with what's what's going to happen here. And I like Carson Wentz in this matchup. I, I, I think that everything's on him. He's put it up. He's he's been there. If the Cowboys were healthy and Dak was healthy, I'm going to pick him by three. But nothing with that shoulder is making me feel good about this. I'm going to, I'm going to leave it for now. But I, I mean, I don't I don't know that we should even pick this game till we know.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is one of the ones I'm actually surprised that the line is up at all the books right now. That really shocks me because I mean, when we see these we see quarterbacks like this get hurt at practice or whatever, like a Wednesday practice, they just take all the lines off the books. Uh, and the fact that he's not even going to attempt to throw until Saturday and then go through the workout on Sunday morning, I, I'm shocked that this line is up everywhere. Uh, I mean, again, I know they, they always know more than we do, uh, but at, that surprises me. So if we have to pick it, I'm going to take the Eagles to, to cover uh, p- at plus two, but or Eagles to, to win this game and to, to obviously cover plus two there. But, uh, look, if you have Dak Prescott right now, you'd better have a better op- another option on your bench just in case. Yeah, you, you better. Really, like he was a guy that, if he was healthy, like before we found out about this AGC joint thing, that I thought was a top five quarterback this week. Uh, but you better have a better option there, and I'd be concerned as an Amari Cooper and a Michael Gallup owner, where those guys were must starts this week. Now all of a sudden, like I, I don't think Gallup is a must start, and you know Cooper if he's, if it's if it's a Cooper rush to Amari Cooper connection, I man, I or the Eagle secondary is bad. But uh, I, I don't know how great I feel about that happening, especially that Cooper's still not fully healthy. This is again, you're starting Zeke, but he's going to have to get volume because he's not going to be as efficient as he normally would be. Uh, I, I think on the eagle side of things, look, I, I like Carson Wentz as well. I think he's a he's a borderline QB1 this week. Uh, I like Miles Sanders, so that I don't expect Jordan Howard to play again this year. Boston Scott's carved out a least decent role if you're in a deep D- DPPR league. Same thing with Greg Ward, who's got nine targets in back to back games. So there's some fantasy relevance to go around here, but there's a lot, I mean. Boy, if you know, if you're if you're an Amari Cooper owner or a Dak Prescott owner right now, this has got to be extremely frustrating for you when this injury just kind of pops up on our radar on Tuesday, and we're just kind of all sitting here going, I don't know what to do with these guys.
0: Dude, I don't even know if we should pick this game. Like, they, we're picking Friday morning. This is not enough information. Yeah, to say. I mean, like right now. With what we have, I'd probably agree with you. I mean, I'd have to say the Eagles are going to win this game. I'll stick with my original prediction that, that Dak was healthy enough to play, but I wrote this down on Tuesday. So
1: yeah. and I mean, so much that definitely changed. didn't I have enough much-
0: information then. Do what? I said so much has changed and so much will change. Like, I, mean, I mean, literally, like if this workout, you know, an AC joint, is it was from the run the other day when he fell. And it's 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 an AC joint is if you take your thumb and you put it right in the front of your shoulder and then you push, there's a little gap right there. And it'll hurt if you just push your thumb in there. Um, It's not going to hurt it by throwing. I mean, it's going to hurt to throw, but he's not going to make it worse by throwing tomorrow. The problem is he's not throwing tomorrow because he's in too much pain now, which means there's only one way to do that, and that's to shoot it to play. That's just not a good combination for a quarterback playing well. Screw it. I'm agreeing with you. I'm not, If we're picking it right now we have to pick it right now, I'm, I'm taking the Eagles to win
1: the game. Yeah, I just – I just, it scares me. Like, I, don't, I don't even know if – even if he starts, I don't think he finishes the game. Like, I just – there's just way
0: – No, because I think he, it goes back to this conversation A Paige brought it up and I'm fascinated with it of what's going to happen the next couple of years with these drafts and this offseason again, these quarterbacks, these dual-threat guys that really only know one way to play. And Dak is more of a passer than both, but he'll take off and run. And when he does, he's physical. He had an injury at Mississippi State on that right shoulder that cost him games, I think his junior year, because he ran somebody over. And you go back to the Buffalo game on Thanksgiving, he had some big runs where he took some shots. If he takes off running, I think he only knows one way to play. And I don't know that that's slide and get down and protect himself. So I agree with you. If he does, I don't think he gets out of this game.
1: Yeah, and look, if you're an Eagles fan right now, uh, you're very lucky. Uh, you're you're very lucky that you might you might find your way into the postseason with a lot of things breaking in your favor uh, over these last couple of weeks. Yeah, you're but, lucky you're
0: not playing the Bucks with that pass defense this week because I'd be picking you to lose by 10.
1: Very true. But, uh, again, check back. Again, do not bet on this. Unless you're going to take the Eagles now because you think you're going to – I mean, I, I might put a bet in on the Eagles now just because I think that it's not – if if they rule Dak that Dak's going to play, maybe that moves to Eagles plus three. If they rule that he's not going to play, that's going to move the Eagles like – minus four and a half minus five so uh, it's something that there's some value in in it now if you go for it and take the chance that the worst case scenario is you're missing out on a point uh the let's go to the next game here the seattle seahawks and the arizona cardinals uh in seattle the seahawks are nine and a half point favorites at home uh the total is really higher 50 and a half is the total in this game uh jake what do you think about this matchup i can see
0: this being a lot like the uh the Buccaneers at the Seahawks. I don't think the Cardinals have that kind of offensive explosion, uh, but they can put it up. And the Seahawks defense is nothing to write home about. They're secondary, especially. I've got the Seahawks right now, 33-24, winning it by nine. I thought they would blow them out. I mean, technically that's a blowout. I, I thought the Cardinals would go up and down the field a little bit, have some success. Uh, they did not the first time. But I don't know which Cardinals team I'm going to see, man. They look so bad coming out of the bye and then so good last week. But that Browns team and what I've heard about that defense and the game plans they put together and some stuff out of Cleveland, I don't know how much I can put into that. I'll change it to 34-24 and them covering by half a point. Um, I think they got to stay hot. I think Russell Wilson is a monster day against that secondary who's given up a ton of passing yards. I think Chris Carson has a big day. I think Tyler Lockett has a big day. I think DK Metcalf has a big day. Um. I don't think I love Kenyon Drake. I think last week was a bit of a fluke, but the dude has been really good. He looks like a different player in Arizona than he has his entire career. So I think he's probably still a must play for you in a flex position, but and what do you think of Kyler Murray? Where do you got Kyler Murray in this? Like he hasn't put up a ton of passing yards the last six or seven weeks.
1: Yeah, I, I have him right around I have him by right the QB twelve or QB eleven right now. Like I feel I'd feel okay about it, but to me, I have him in this range of, like, Kyler Murray, Fitzpatrick, Wentz, even Rivers this week. Like, I have all those guys right in that same spot. I haven't I checked the Bobby
0: happy. Wagner injury, but that's huge if he doesn't play.
1: Yeah. so But I, you're I, talking I mean, about
0: the ultimate warrior. That dude doesn't miss games. Like I would be no. shocked if he's not out there knowing that they got to keep pace.
1: But, I, I mean, I want to echo your sentiments almost word for word completely. Uh, I think the, the Seahawks can do just enough to cover it. I don't feel great about it. It's a little high for me uh but I, I expect big games from their entire offense Russell Wilson is is a great play DK Metcalf's some really exciting plays again with Josh Gordon not being out there anymore there'll be more tar- more targets that are going his way uh and look the Cardinals secondary has not stopped anybody all season like it's just it's it is what it is uh, Carson should have another big game i'm say i'm in the exact same spot with you on, on Kenyon Drake where i think he's in low end RB2 high end flex territory like he he's obviously not going to have another four touchdown game but you know, I think a lot of times we like to overreact to those huge games and throw these guys back in our lineup and they have just, a, you know, a 20 carry for 80 yards game. By it's the just, way, something um, worth
0: noting here is David Johnson's still there. He's still yes. owed $10 million by the Cardinals next year. They have to show that he has something. They're not going to playoffs. Not doing, I mean, if this team is really going to make moves, they can't just not make him part of the game, right? Like They could put Chase Edmonds on the bench like they did last week, knowing he's going to be the backup next year and they got something solid and a guy that they like. They have to at least showcase David Johnson's receiving skills here and there, which is going to take away from Kane Drake.
1: Yeah. And it, look, it's... there's really I know what Clark Kingsbury
0: said. Like, he was like, you know, we were trying to win games. It's hard to get on the, all these running backs on the field. Like, I, I get all that. But there's conversations going on during the week of like, hey, we got to move this dude in the offseason.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I do think he's going to be a factor in the receiving game, but... I don't feel great about starting any cardinal. In no, 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 not, no, no, none of them, not Kirk, not Drake. I mean, Drake's probably the one you start if you. That have was a detriment to Drake. Matchup. Not, that
0: You should play David Johnson.
1: Yeah, I just it's it's not not an exciting matchup for them. Play all your Seahawks, uh, and let's talk about the Sunday night game. The Kansas City Chiefs travel to face the recently eliminated from playoff contention Chicago Bears. Uh, the Chiefs are six point favorites on the road. Jake, do you have any concern about – we have seen teams go – I'll have to play the page role here. We have seen teams go into Soldier Field at night in the winter and struggle. Do you think that happens here to the Chiefs because I don't?
0: Uh, A little bit. I mean, I originally wrote down 28-23 basically because you've been able to run it on the Bears a little bit, and the Chiefs can't run it at all. I don't know that they need to. Because then I go back to Patrick Mahomes and I don't want to catch myself doing like most of the countries, forgetting about how awesome this this kid is. Uh, I mean, his passer rating last week in the blizzard, was it ridiculous? He played spectacular. Like, go back and watch some of the stuff from last week. If you didn't see the highlights or watch this game. I mean, Jamie and I talked about it, It's four inches of snow on the ground. It's a blizzard sideways. The guys are having a ton of fun like you're a kid. But if you ever played football in the snow as a kid, you know it ain't easy. He made it look like it was 65 degrees, perfectly sunny, and no wind at all. <sighs> and you know I don't look at lines before you say them, so that makes it so tough to say I, yeah, I picked pick right the Chiefs there. to win by five. I'll take them to cover. I'll go 30-23. to 23. I'll change it uh, to cover the six. I like, them, I like them that much. Their defense is the reason why. They've played really good the last four weeks. Which guys to play on that offense other than Tyree, Hill and Kelsey? I have no idea.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I don't think this is a blowout, but I do think they do just enough to cover. I think they can win this game by, you know, seven, eight points. uh, And, you know, maybe it's a 28 20 type of game. Uh, Look, you're starting Mahomes every week. You're starting Kelsey every week. You're starting Hill every week. I don't care if they're playing this game on the moon. So we've talked about that last week. They played this game on a snowbank, and it didn't matter uh, for those three guys last week. It looks like Damian Williams has a chance to play here. If he plays, I you can't roll – I mean, he's a low-end flex play, but I'm not rolling out that risk. I
0: think they're going to keep holding him out, knowing that they're going to make a playoff run. They'd like to have him healthy, being their most explosive back.
1: Yeah, because they just don't trust anybody else. They've been very clear about that. They do not trust anybody yeah, else. Yeah,
0: I mean, to, to, to bring the dude back off the street and lead them in carries and, and, Twice. and touches Twice the, the last row. two weeks, that's yeah, crazy.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I, I get it. Spencer was has been there for a few years. He knows the system, but I mean I, – uh, they don't – Andy Reid does not trust any of his other backs. Again, that stat still holds true. Nobody other than Damian Williams has more than 14 touches in a game uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs this season. So You can't trust him. You're not playing really anybody else. I mean, yes, there's always the dart throw of Amico Hardman, but like I, you're not playing him in, in the fantasy championship. And for the Bears, actually, I think Trubisky is an interesting play. He's not a QB1 for me, but I think he's a top 15 QB this week because uh, the Chiefs defense has been playing better, but you can exploit them at times. I think he's going to run around a little bit. You're playing Allen Robinson. You're playing Anthony Miller. Um, I think David Montgomery and Tyreek Cohen are are both solid flex plays, uh, high-end flex plays this week. So I think there's going to be enough offense to go around, but uh, I just think the Bears are going to be just – it's a little too much to keep up with that Kansas city offense. And I think the chiefs are gonna be able to cover this game by a one, one
0: thing to caution with the bears running game, the chiefs run defense and those numbers that we look at in fantasy are going to show towards the bottom, kind of like the Buccaneers pass defense. They were really bad early in the season, but they've been really good for four or five weeks, which is a trend towards getting better and a new defense. I would caution you a little bit on that run game, just because their run defense looks like it's been so bad. There haven't been that bad the last month. So it, I think those, those numbers are skewed that's from fair. giving up a ton early in the year, a lot like the Bucs' past events has been. If you look at it, they're like top eight in the last five weeks, and they were, they were 31st in the league for the first ten, you know, the first eight weeks, nine weeks.
1: And that's fair. And, look, if you're looking for a play that if you think, you know, if you're one of those people that think the Chiefs are just going to blow them out, like they're going to win this game by 20, then you're going to love Tariq Cohen in this game. Yes, you just, you to yes. Time they're Especially full-point PPR, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so before we give our final thoughts, I have one more, I have like a teaser this week I want to have everybody. So I'll go over my my two locks of the week were Broncos minus seven and the Broncos team total over on 23 and a half. But I have a nice little teaser here that I think at plus one thirty-five, it's a six and a half point teaser for you. Uh the Broncos it, it moves the Broncos to a Pick'em, the Chargers to a Pick'em, and Seattle to minus three uh at plus one thirty-five. So that's uh, that is my Little three point teaser, Ooh. or excuse me, three team teaser at six and a half points. Uh, so those are my three locks of the week this week. Uh, I'm going bold. I like I, that. I, I
0: love when you come up with with all that the the, the high tech gambler stuff. I, I have no idea how all that works, but it sounds awesome. But uh, again, I agree with we, it though. You, you give me that, I'm like, all right, I'm in. Yeah, so it,
1: it, yeah, it comes down to Denver minus one, half a point, Chargers minus half a point, Seattle minus three. Uh, I love all those. Yes, uh, absolutely. Love all those, all those home absolutely. teams there. Yes. Uh, and again, this is the week to get some bets in because next week things get weird. Teams, if teams start yeah, – Yeah, yeah, it does. Resting guys I mean, whether is. they're in or out. Don't be uh, scared of
0: these teams not wanting to win in week in, in week 15, 16 which, with yeah. two games to go. Uh, the Ravens and the Saints especially want that number one seed.
1: Oh, the, Raven showed, the Ravens
0: proved to you last week what they what they want to do. With Lamar Jackson playing into the fourth quarter.
1: Yeah, look, the Ravens are the ones you would even think about. Like the Saints, they don't have enough tiebreaker scenarios. They have to keep no, going they're them. they're up they're like, against they're, it. Yeah, and and again, they don't know what the Packers are going to do on Monday night. So there's there yeah they're they're up against it. But I'm, I'm with you. Uh, I wouldn't worry about any sitting issues this week unless it's injury related. That's all, it, all of
0: these from a coaching point of view and a football point of view. Let's go win and we'll figure it out Monday. Right? Like, we'll we'll sit guys next week if we need to. They all know, they, a couple of these teams know they're getting buys. So, like, they, but they know they got to win. And the Saints damn sure want home field advantage. So, like, they're going to play their guys. The Ravens are, they're too young and too hot. Like, the, the Ravens, they, they run the risk of those Peyton Manning, Tony Dungy teams where they didn't play guys, and then they weren't the same. Like, took your foot off the gas, and then you, you push it, and you, it sputters.
1: Yeah, and right. I guess that, that would be the concern of that. They, 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 just told,
0: they told me that last week. Like They were like, no, we're stepping on it, we're going to roll this thing all the way through.
1: And especially considering the fact that they're going to have a bye. So you, you're not sitting guys for three weeks. Like, yeah, now there's a chance a, that they blow guess. the
0: doors off the Browns, and they don't play as much in the second half. But if they do, that means Lamar Jackson had four touchdowns in the first half. <laughs> yeah. they, Mark Ingram had a couple touchdowns in the first half. Like it, it, You're fine either way.
1: Yeah, as I'm saying, it's different because, A, they've already put up enough numbers for you to to warrant that happening. And, B, again, they still went through all week playing. They played the game. It's, there's a difference between playing three quarters of a game and then knowing all week you're sitting and then having to sit another week for the bye. Like, whole different scenarios there. So I, I'm with you wholeheartedly. Uh, Jake, any parting thoughts?
0: I cannot believe we just did Week 16's Friday show. I know. Like, I am shocked. Like, good luck in your fantasy semifinals, finals. Uh, Constellation matchups, toilet bowls, whatever you're in, uh, enjoy the last week of fantasy. For most people, it has been an awesome, awesome year doing this for you. Uh, I have to play my wife in a final, so I'm not ecstatic about that. I would throw that out there. Now I'm gonna have to either uh, very have a very mild brag on Monday or a little eating crow. um But uh just excited. I can't, I can't believe we're here, man. We're talking about the off season already. This I know. Crazy. My party thoughts are like, wow, that went by fast. But good luck to everybody in your matchups. Get all the last-minute information you can. Pay as close attention as you can for one more week, and then just enjoy some awesome football.
1: Yeah, I'm really settle in this week. We're getting remember there are three Saturday games, so there are games throughout the day, uh, starting with the Buccaneers and Texans, which is going to be a really exciting matchup. So again, it's it's a whole weekend. A football bowl game start uh, today. Go Blazers! Uh, going on today? Go Blazers! uh, UAB third straight bowl. The boys, a little shout out. Go Blazers! Absolutely. And so there's there's a lot of football this weekend. Enjoy it. Uh, quick programming note, next week we will have two shows only. And we all have our three because of the Christmas holiday. So we will be back on Monday. We'll have a Monday show and a Friday show leading into Week 17. So for those of you that are playing in Week 17, we will have advice for you on our Friday show about setting your lineups and what it means if you're playing either in a two-week final or if your league just plays a one-week Week 17 final for reasons I don't understand. But we know there are some of you out there, and we're not going to forget about you. So we will make sure – that you are covered as well. Jake, how can they follow you on social media? Jake B. Arians on Twitter. You can follow me at Jamie Eisner on Twitter. Follow the show at TDN Fantasy underscore on Twitter. Enjoy the weekend, and we will be back on Monday.
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform.